Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, Show 26, Frequency Cast, the UK's TV and technology podcast. I'm Carl, and with me as ever, our resident technologist, Pete. Greetings. FrequencyCast is driven by feedback from our listeners via FrequencyCast.co.uk. Let's take a look at the features of today's show, as we take another tantalising take on technology. High definition, finally coming to Freeview. Up close and personal with the BBC iPlayer. A look at a small yet powerful Asus EPC. Pounds lopped off the iPhone. Virgin Media explored. Plus your messages on surge protectors, cheap office applications and VOD. First, here's Pete with the news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. News time on Frequency Cast and good news for those with HD TVs. High definition could soon be coming to Freeview. The UK regulator Ofcom has announced that we can expect up to four high-definition TV channels via a TV aerial as soon as 2009. One of these four channels will be offered up to the BBC. Some technical stuff has to happen first, and work will be done alongside the digital switchover, so all four HD channels won't be available throughout the UK until 2012. To get HD over Freeview, it's expected you'll need a new set-top box. Next, BT Vision. Picturebox, the movies-on-demand service from Universal Studios, is coming to BT Vision from the 5th of May. The service will offer 28 movies a month for a £5 a month subscription. Next up, Freesat. Rumours are that the free-to-view satellite TV service will be launching later in May, possibly without Channel 4 in the initial lineup. If Freeview does launch in May, we'll be covering it here next month. Next, iPhone. The 8GB version of Apple's iPhone dropped by £100 in April to £169, although that has caused something of a UK shortage, fueling rumours of a 3G phone later this year. Now a few snippets of channel news. A new addition to Sky HD, Rush HD, offering high-definition extreme sports, launched on Sky Channel 452. On Freeview, Five Life has rebranded as Fiverr, promising to be younger, ruder and louder. In May 2008, a text-based dating service known as Rabbit will be coming to Freeview, replacing teletext cars. And the BBC's news channel, BBC News 24, has just been rebranded simply to BBC News. They also seem to have mucked around with my favourite piece of music, the countdown that runs to the top of the hour. Shame. A quick slice of Nintendo Wii news, two long-awaited games came out in April, Mario Kart Wii and Wii Fit. Next, some voucher codes. We found some online deals on the products we've recently reviewed. We found 15% off TomTom satnavs at Curry's until the 9th of May, as well as some good savings on the Asus EPC, which we mention later in this show. We've also found 10% off Revo Dab and Wi-Fi radios at Advanced MP3s, including the Pico and the Revo Blick. All of the codes are for a limited time. See our show notes for more. Next, news of a sci-fi remake, and this one's divided the team here. Two episodes of the cult classic, Blake 7, have been commissioned by Sky One. No news on when we'll expect to see the new Blake 7 crew strutting their stuff on the Liberator, though. And finally, if you know something about computer networking, you'll know that your computer has an IP address, made up of numbers and dots. There are a number of ways to identify your computer's address, and we found a new one moanmyipaddress.com Mmm, eh? 
One, six, eight, dot, two. Yes, this presents you with a sexy version of your computer's IP address. Hot stuff. Thanks, Pete. For more on any of these items, go to our normal website at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Frequency Focus, focus, focus. And on today's focus, what are we going to do, Pete? By popular request of our listeners, we are covering catch-up TV. And in particular, we're talking about... The BBC iPlayer. So read this piece of paper and tell me something I don't know about the BBC iPlayer. Well, the BBC iPlayer was officially launched in December 2007. It's the BBC's catch-up TV service, providing free access to recent BBC TV shows uh, with the catch line, Make the Unmissable unmissable there you go so what the bbc iplayer is is it's a service that lets you get access to the last seven days of bbc tv programs and they offer a couple of different services you've got the streaming tv service where you can watch tv shows from the last seven days without having to wait for them to be downloaded or there is a download service where you can download a show onto the hard disk of your pc and you've basically then got 30 days to watch it before the file self-destructs Sounds like something from Mission Impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I've got my laptop here. This shows you what the BBC iPlayer looks like. You can get to this from www.bbc.co.uk slash iPlayer. And, of course, it's free. So, Carl, give us a quick description of this here. Well, it's a very sleek-looking uh, screen by the BBC, as always. A very professional look. Uh, has a black background, and on the left-hand side has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six icons. Home, last seven days, categories, channels, A to Z, and radio. So I assume this works for the radio as well as the television. Yes, it's the BBC's seven-day listen-again service. Fantastic. And in the centre, we've got some images uh, featured, so it gives you some little still shots from some of the things they've got available. And on the right-hand side, you have a Find Programs button, so obviously that helps easy access uh, or reference. And under that, we've got most popular with things such as EastEnders, of course, Top Gear, it is, Gavin and Stacey, Doctor Who, The Grumpy Guide to Politics, The Apprentice, and Pulling. There you go. So that's the kind of stuff that's available. It's about 250 programmes uh, from channels including BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four, BBC News 24, BBC Parliament, CBBCs, and CBBs. Absolutely. There you go. So how popular do you think this service is then? Oh, I reckon there's about 42 million. Absolutely. 42 million shows were downloaded in the first three months of operation, which is pretty impressive. And apparently uh, in March there were 17 million shows downloaded, which is a pretty hefty number. And what was the most popular one then? Uh, Funnily enough, it was The Apprentice, first episode of the new series of The Apprentice. Not Doctor Who? Not Doctor Who, not yet. It is important, just while we're on this subject, to note that for sort of copyright reasons and, and usage reasons and things, not every single show that's on the BBC can be found on the iPlayer. So if it's a film that the BBC happened to be showing or some American import, you won't find that on a BBC iPlayer service, which is perhaps a bit of a shame. Yeah, maybe not so helpful. So uh, what does the iPlayer run on exactly? Okay, well, the streaming service we were talking about runs on the PC. It also runs on Macs and on Linux. Linux? You mean like Linux? Linux with an X at the end, absolutely. Uh, The download service is only running on Windows because it has this 30-day self-destruct thing, which is a feature of Windows. And if you've been following the news, uh, there are a few recent uh, new ways of getting BBC iPlayer. In March, they launched on the Apple iTouch and iPhone, which is pretty nice. Good times. Although it doesn't work on the Edge network, so you have to uh, use Wi-Fi if you want to get iPlayer on your iPhone. 
bad times. Also in April, a brand new platform came out for iPlayer. Know what that is? Uh, Nintendo Wii. Nintendo Wii. So yes, you can plug your games console into your telly, and now you can watch BBC Catch Up on your TV through your games console. What's the quality like? Any good? Well, not great, to be honest. Basically, what you have to do is download the Opera browser, which you can get through the Nintendo Wii shopping channel. Costs you £3.50. Nothing to do with the BBC, but you do have to get that £3.50 browser. Then you're basically watching in the browser. The quality is not great. And what we might do is stick up a picture of, uh, of a screenshot to show you just what it looks like. But apparently it's going to get better. It's only the first beta from the Beeb at the moment. Fair enough. So can't I just watch it on my TV yet? Hopefully, by the time this show is actually distributed, uh, Virgin Media customers will already be able to get the BBC iPlayer on their TVs. Also, um, BT Vision, you can get some of the BBC's catch-up TV for free, but it isn't the full iPlayer experience. And apparently later this year, BT Vision will also get the full iPlayer experience. So it's good to be a Virgin customer. Yes, like a Virgin? Sorry, I don't know what you mean. Madonna, get on with this bit. So yes, uh, BT Vision and Virgin Media, you should be able to get the last seven days' worth of TV. So uh, what about shows that are over seven days old? You know, what if you go on, a, for instance, a two-week holiday? That's going to put you 14 days. Uh, you're going to be without your, your favourite programme, aren't you? Yeah, the BBC have been quite clever there. They're giving away seven days of programming for free. If you want programmes older than seven days, you can actually get them now through iTunes. So you can just log on, find a programme you're after and download it that way. Um, downside there is it does cost you. So if you want something like uh, one of the recent episodes of Torchwood, that will set you back £1.89 per episode. Doesn't sound too painful. Well, it doesn't, but if you think about the fact that there's 20-odd episodes in a series and you can buy all of them for 15 quid on DVD, paying nearly 2 quid per episode is perhaps a little bit steep for something that was free. Oh, yeah, but it's about being desperate for the moment. Getting it now. I need it now. Now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it is important to know, though, when you do pay this £1.89, you do get to keep it. So it's not like the self-destruct 30-day thing. You've paid for it and it's yours to keep. So then you can pass it on to your friends. <laughs> unfortunately, no. You're tied to your personal iTunes account. You're also, unfortunately, tied to using Apple products to view it. Oh, there's always a catch. Yeah, afraid so. So uh, what's the future for this iPlayer? Yeah, there's some good developments in the pipeline for BBC iPlayer. One of them is automatic series link. So the idea being you have a favourite series, it'll just automatically download the latest one in your series onto your hard disk without you having to remember to go and look for it. They're also talking allegedly about uh, building up shows older than seven days so you can buy them uh, direct from iPlayer rather than going through iTunes, which would be nifty. But more broadly, there's a new service in the pipeline codenamed... Kangaroo, guru, guru, guru. Absolutely, Kangaroo, which is going to bring together the BBC, ITV and Channel 4 on-demand content all into one platform. And interestingly enough, in April, the BBC's chief technology guy, the guy that's been looking after the BBC iPlayer, Ashley Highfield, has announced he's off to Kangaroo. So he's hopping about all over the place then. <laughs> so if he's already on his way over to Kangaroo, that would imply that maybe by the end of the year, he'll be launching a brand new Kangaroo service. Yeah. The one other thing, uh, do you need a license because this is BBC? So do you need a TV license for this? Your existing TV license will cover you. Yes, you do need to be covered by a TV license. Interesting point as well is you have to be in the UK to use this service and they block it so that if you're outside the UK you can't use the iPlayer, which will disappoint a lot of our British people overseas. But how are they going to police this anyway within the UK? Policing so people outside the UK don't get in is fairly easy. You just limit IP addresses. The TV licensing, yeah, it's a harder one to police to be honest, but Let's face it, most people have got TV licences, so they're able to use iPlayer. Cool. So what was all the hassle in the news? What was that about? Ah, you've been watching BBC News 24 on an iPlayer, perhaps. 
there has been a bit of controversy over the last month. Basically, the internet providers, and the vocal one here being Tiskily, are saying that more and more people watching video over the internet, what was it, 42 million? 42 million people in the first three months, all streaming video down to their PCs is basically potentially clogging up the internet. And the internet providers are trying to get some money from the BBC to cover their costs of rebuilding and expanding their network. And they say if they don't do it, there's a risk that the internet is going to sort of grind to a halt and get slower and slower. Why don't they use some sort of multi-watts at Doodah? They already are. Oh, well, 42 million? That's a quid each. There you go. Let's get our listeners to have a whip round, shall we? Uh, Actually, the government have said they're going to put men down the high street with little tins. Yeah, Ofcom have actually said it's going to cost $840 million to build a suitable infrastructure to allow video to go over the internet like this. And there's talk from one US analyst that by 2010, the networks are going to hit something called net gridlock. Sorry, uh, so it's all going to go slow on the superhighway. Unfortunately, that could be the risk. Talking of highways, though, want to see a new gadget? I'd love to see your new gadget. Oh, nice. It's a little steering wheel for a wee... Absolutely. So we've just managed to get our hands on... Mario Kart Wii! This is a steering wheel that comes free with the game. Slot in your Wii controller and you can do Mario. You haven't played it yet, but I've been playing it all over the weekend. And it's very nice. You get little bikes. You race around on bikes now instead of in carts. Why do you need a steering wheel for a bike, you plums? It's, it's, look, look, it just doesn't really work on, on radio, does it? But you've got a wireless steering wheel and you actually turn the wheel like you drive in a car and your cart or your bike driver. Oh, if you've got a Wii, get yourself to the toilet. Mario Kart Wii. What a game. So what are we investigating next, Pete? Well, one of the few TV services we haven't covered in too much depth is Virgin Media, the cable TV service. And I suppose seeing as neither of us have it, it was a good idea to ask someone else to do it, wasn't it? It was indeed. So here is Chris to tell us about Virgin Media. Over to you, Chris. This month I've been looking into Virgin Media and its television services. So what's the difference between Virgin Media and other television service providers? Well, the main difference is the way it gets from the TV companies to your home. Sky use satellites, BT Vision use Freeview, but Virgin Media uses a large fibre optic cable network. But what difference does this mean for us the consumers? Fibre optic cables carry much more data for a start, which means that Virgin Media can offer services like a huge on-demand library, as well as fast broadband internet access. Virgin Media's TV service is also great for people who are always out and about, or for people who complain a lot, like Carl, that there's never anything worth watching on TV. This is because Virgin Media offer a huge catalogue of TV shows, thousands of music videos and hundreds of films, all available at the push of a button, as well as a service called TV Choice On Demand, which is a selection of the week's best television shows from the BBC, Channel 4, More 4, E4, Bravo, Living TV and Virgin 1, all automatically saved and available to watch for a week for free. The only issue I have with this service is that it's a bit patchy and not all of the shows are always recorded, but generally all the big shows like EastEnders and Top Gear are recorded on the system. Personally, I find Virgin Media's on-demand service really handy, and if you have their top television package, lots of the on-demand content, including music videos, are free to watch. As well as the on-demand, you also get a service called Interactive TV. Now this service allows you to send emails, view your photos if you have a photobox.com account, play games, and I know this will interest Cole, you can even order pizza from the comfort of your own sofa. And as if this wasn't enough, yes there's more, you also get loads of TV channels, well over 140 if you have the top TV package, lots of radio stations, and if you upgrade to get Virgin Plus, 
you also get a digital box with a built-in PVR, which also allows access to high-definition content, although this is nowhere near as large as Sky's HD service. My only criticisms of the Virgin Media service is that some of the on-demand catalogues of programs are very big, and this does mean it takes a bit of time to find the program you're looking for. Also, if lots of people are using the service at the same time, it can slow down significantly. But other than that, Virgin Media provide a great service with very cool, usable features. Brilliant stuff. Thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate that. Smooth. Well, that was another fascinating fact on Focus, but uh, can we talk about that little uh, laptop there of yours, that lovely snowy white laptop that everyone enjoys? There you go, indeed. So this is our Asus EPC, the little sub-notebook. Now, um, anyone that subscribes to our feed will have found that we did a special program on the uh, the Asus EPC a couple of weeks back. Uh, if you haven't got it, you can still get it from our website. But effectively, I mean, this has been out for a couple of months now, and there are some new ones in the pipeline. But basically, this is uh, pretty much the size of what? A bit bigger than a novel? A little bit larger than a paperback. There you go. And we were comparing this in our show to the, the old Series 5MX and the Series 7. So it's a full laptop uh, with a nice little QWERTY keyboard there. Pretty pretty nice piece of kit here. Um, this actually isn't powered by the Windows operating system. This is powered by, see if you can remember our Charlie Brown comparison. Linux. Or Linux. Linux. Or Linux. It's called either. Uh, so this is a free operating system, effectively. Um, Asus are using this rather than using XP because it's basically cheaper than uh, licensing Windows XP from Microsoft. Good. Let me tell you about what it has. It's uh, a lovely flat screen, obviously. Um, it has stereo speakers, which are to the left and the right of the screen, which are fitted into the actual whole uh, console quite nicely. It has uh, three USB ports, which are quite handy. It even has a microphone input, a headphones output, and also has... Uh, that's an Ethernet network uh, connector. It's also got Wi-Fi, full Wi-Fi up to 802.11g. On the other side, uh, we've got an SD card slot and a um, monitor slot so you can connect it up to a full screen or to a projector. Fantastic. So you can use it for your PowerPoint presentations. You can indeed. Not a bad little piece of kit. Now, you thought a mini laptop like this was in the order of about, uh, how much did you say originally? About £700. And you were a bit shocked when I mentioned that it was only about 190 quid. £199, actually. Uh, actually, we found a site that does it a tiny little bit cheaper. But yes, 199 quid. Let me very quickly run through the specs for you. So this is powered by an Intel Celeron 800 meg processor. Standard has 512 meg on board. It comes with a 2, 4 or 8 gig built-in hard disk, depending on uh, the model you go for. And of course, you can plug in external storage, either a, an external drive or memory sticks into the side there. Can I just ask, with the higher memory, is it more expensive? Yes, it is. So the, the, the 2 gig one is about 190 quid. The one with 4 gig is coming in roughly at about 240. And there's a new one due out later in 2008 that's going to have double the amount of memory and a slightly wider screen. That one's going to be in about the £300 mark, we reckon. Wow. And there's a nice little economy you can do here. Uh, rather than buying the 4 gig version or the 8 gig version, you can just plug in USB keys to the side here and get more memory. Now, you can get a nice 4 gig stick for about 15 quid these days. So rather than spending an extra 50 quid to get an extra 2 gig, you could actually get a couple of memory sticks and double the memory there. A far cheaper option. I just want to very quickly mention the apps that you can install here. So it comes with uh, the Firefox web browser. You were quite impressed with the web browsing on here, weren't you? Yes, it was very um, very quick for the size of the machine. I mean, you've seen mobile phones take longer. Uh, there you go. The boot time on this is quite good as well. About 20 to 25 seconds compared with about 2 minutes on my, uh, my Windows laptop. Uh, other software, it comes with Skype for voiceover over IP, 
comes with an instant messaging client called Pigeon, which has MSN, uh, AOL messaging, ICQ, Yahoo. It's got internet radio. It's got um, Open Office, which gives you uh, documents, spreadsheets, and presentations. Uh, Adobe PDF reader, uh, email through uh, Thunderbird or through the web. It's got a file manager, dictionary from Longman, uh, various sort of games and, and other little bits and pieces. Full media player, so you can do video and audio. Plays our podcast beautifully, and a few other things like antivirus, screen capture, and calculator. It's an all-round, fully working, fully operational, miniature computer. There you go. If you want to find out more about this, as I say, we've done a 20-minute show just dedicated to this machine, which you can find on our website, or you can find some pictures and screenshots at www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash asus.html. Thank you. So interaction kicks off with a message from Kevin. He asks... I'm looking for a portable media player that can play MP4 and WMV without faffing about on a computer. There are shows I like to watch from Australia's ABC, but some are in WMV and others MP4. Hi Kevin. Well, I'm not sure of your budget, but I'd certainly check out some of the media players from Arcos, such as the Arcos 404 or the newer 405. These support both MPEG-4 and WMV formats. Hi also to Andy Wright, who's helped us out by giving us a review on iTunes. He also asks, why does Vodafone USB 3G card always load poor quality pictures? Well, I guess it depends on what dodgy websites you're looking at, Andy. I hope you're not searching for pictures of moobs. Now a powerful message from Darren Nay, asking how good surge protectors are. He's seen one that also takes a phone line and broadband and wants to know if it's worth getting. Surge protectors can help protect your equipment from spikes and surges in the mains house wiring. Here's how they work. They use a component called a varista to connect from the live wire to earth. When there's an excessive voltage detected, the varista channels the electricity safely down to earth. If you get a surge, it's most likely to be through the mains, but there is a risk of high voltage coming through phone lines into your house. I know this one from experience, and one day I may tell you the fried pigeon story. Mm. So yes, if you have a phone line plugged into an expensive TV setup or into your PC, then a surge protector can help protect your equipment. Hi to Mike Lewis. He's found a nifty internet TV service at www.streamic.com. Lots of real-time TV channels from around the world. Nice site, particularly for viewing US TV. Another mail here. John Freeman asks about the Plus Deck for archiving cassettes to the PC. He wants to know whether it records to MP3 files at the normal speed of the tape playing, or does it copy it fast, like when copying a CD? Sorry, John, but the Plus Deck and the Ion USB cassette drive both transfer in real-time only, so it will take one hour to dub a C60. More on archiving cassettes in show 21. Now, here's a slightly noisy call to our podline. Hi, my name is Michelle, and I'm calling from Essex. Um, I have a LCD high-definition TV, and I'd like to know how you go about obtaining the pop-up cards that go in the back Sorry, Michelle, you can no longer get a top-up TV card. Top-up TV moved on a little while ago to their Anytime service, and to get that, you need a special set-top box. If you have a viewing slot, though, you still can get hold of a Setanta viewing card if you like your sport. See our show notes for more on this. And an interesting mail from Graham Wardlaw. He suggested we pass on details of the site Software for Students. They're offering genuine Microsoft software at massively discounted prices. He purchased Office 2007 Professional for his son for less than £50, saving over £200. Nice. Pete, is this legal? Yes, we checked. 
The site software for students is supported by Microsoft and is linked to from Microsoft's own UK site. To qualify, you or your child need to be a student at a primary, high school, college, or university. No student ID is required. Nice spot. Thanks for that, Graham. We'll add some links to the show notes, show twenty-six, where you can find out more. A message from Dave Bolton, Michael's brother. I've noticed an increase in my usage of broadband. BT tell me I'm over the usage limit. I have a slingbox, although this is using an upload. Would that show as a download? Sorry, Dave, but from BT's usage terms and conditions, it says uploading to the internet, e.g., sending photos and emails, also counts to your allowance. But other broadband services, such as BT Broadband Talk, BT Vision, and BT Fusion, don't. So yes, Dave, your slingbox does eat into your allowance. Consider upgrading to BT Option Three. Now a call to our podline. Hello, this is Andrew. I'm inquiring about the Skype phone, and I was wondering if there is a way to PC sync the Skype phone with a Bluetooth connection rather than using the issued cable. Sorry, Andrew. Although the Skype phone does support Bluetooth, it doesn't look like the PC software supports a Bluetooth connection. If you know differently, though, please let us know. Now a hi to Luke Platypus. Cool name. Another listener that wants to know more about us, as do those who have stumbled across our new forum. On the subject of our forum, great to see so many listeners there introducing themselves and getting creative with their icons. Hi to Michael Johnson, Strider Paul, Chris, Helen P, and Mark H. And I've got one here from Phil Pennell. He says, "Can you give us an update on Tiskly TV and what their VOD service is like?" They say it's the biggest in the UK. Interestingly enough, we had a message from Billinge in our Frequencycast forum. He says he's heard that Tiskly TV is to be sold. However, Sky are keen to introduce their own IPTV service, possibly attached to their Picnic DTT service. So it does look like Sky are trying to get into the IPTV market, which means we've obviously got Virgin Media, who've got a huge collection. BT Vision are catching up fast, and of course Tiskly TV with their fairly extensive VOD collection down the phone line. If any of our listeners have actually got Tiskly TV, we'd love to hear from you and to hear your views. Please get in touch. I like the next one down in the forum. This one's from Mark H. He says, "Sorry to sound a bit thick, but what are all these acronyms? We'll get back to you ASAP." Okay. What's IPTV? Oh, that's TV over the internet. And DTT. Okay, that's digital terrestrial television. So that's what we associate with Freeview now. But Sky have announced they're interested in getting onto that platform as well. Oh, and while you're at it, VOD. VOD, video on demand. So that's like we were talking about with the BBC iPlayer earlier. And last but not least, IP freely. Not in here, you don't. Next up, we heard from Simon Hudson on the subject of TV over internet and video on demand. He works for a firm specialising in this area and called us with his views on the industry and TV over internet. Sadly, his call was too long to broadcast, and as it was on a fairly dodgy mobile phone connection, it wasn't too clear. Here's a short extract, though, and I've got to say this: this is impressive info delivered at quite a pace. So listen carefully, guys. Clearly, at the moment, most of the content is being delivered onto the PC, and that's absolutely fine and serves its place. But the real revolution will come when we start having video on demand directly into our lounge where we have our big screens and our surround sound stuff. And that's going to change everything. The ability to have good quality content exactly as you want it, whether you pay for it or it's made available for free or ad-funded, will suddenly explode and that whole market is going to change. It places all sorts of interesting um, uh, challenges on the broadcasters, not least in which how do they continue to make enough money to fund the, uh, the program. The, the next step is then to integrate or converge all those technologies. So I could maybe be watching something upstairs 
in the uh, in the study on my PC, go downstairs. My system understands that I've now moved room and switches the feed to the uh, the feed in the living room, and then you know the phone calls. So I grab my phone and I walk out of the house. It shifts the content feed directly to my phone, and I can carry on watching as I walk down the road to the pub to meet my friends or whatever it might be. Thanks very much for that, Simon. Interesting stuff. Sorry about the audio quality there, but very interesting observations on video on demand and a bright future ahead. Yeah, very cool, in fact. Now, i tell you what I want to know. You're not really a big Star Trek fan, are you? No. I've recently been listening to the Make It So podcast, which is a British Star Trek podcast, and they made an interesting observation. You know the phaser pistols they have? Oh, you mean 1960s Star Trek? Now, now, that's different. Now, you see, that's a technology I can deal with, because I think we're just about there now, aren't we? You know, the sliding doors at Sainsbury's. So when they're having a phaser battle, and they're ducking behind some rocks, shooting at aliens with their pew, and they shoot a beam, and then they hide. If it's a laser beam, why don't they just keep their finger on the trigger? So there's a constant beam. When the enemies stick their head up to make their shot, it'll take their head off. Battery drainage. It's not environmentally friendly either. (laughs) So it kind of got me thinking, what other observations do our listeners out there have of anything unusual that they've seen, maybe on TV, maybe in real life? My favourite, of course, is the secret bunker sign. (laughs) Yeah, just outside of London, there's a secret bunker with a huge sign saying secret nuclear bunker that way. That kind of thing. So if our listeners have noticed anything odd or something they perhaps like us to give a mention to, maybe they can drop us a text. Yeah, that or my favourite T-shirt, of course, in the London Marathon. On the front, he's got written, everyone behind me is a loser. (laughs) So something like that. Perhaps drop us a text message on our magic text number, which is 07882 043521. If you missed it, it's coming up in a few minutes. I don't think anyone's going to text us with that, are they? That's a long story. Why don't you go to our forum? Or, of course, use our new forum, absolutely. But you can text us. Who's the best captain in Star Trek? It's Captain James T. Kirk, of course. Now, come on, it's got to be Picard. It's Kirk. So text us in Picard, Kirk, or maybe Janeway. Is that a woman? Well, that's it for interaction and for this frequency cast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to answer in the next show, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. Or you can send us a message from our website. Or you can send us a text from your mobile phone on 07882 043521. Remember to check out the show notes for this show, Show 26, for links to everything disgusting today. And while you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk. So that's it for another show of VOD, Asus EPC, iPhone, iPlayer, and that's all for today. Don't forget, spread the word. Frequencycast, shutdown in progress. Well, that's all for this show. Keep the feedback coming and make sure you visit our website for details of what we've discussed in today's tantalising take on technology. Point your browser at www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequencycast. Shut down.